Well, today is going to be a totally different type of episode of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to a very special edition of the weekend version of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. This has been a very busy week behind the scenes here at the radio program and here in our own household. My time has been limited. I've had so many things and responsibilities to take care of that some days getting the radio program completed, edited, and uploaded and ready to go has been a real challenge. And as we've come close to the weekend, the same thing has occurred again. We're just we're just trying to deal with so many things on our plate. But God is good. And, and I was getting concerned last night, what can I do for this radio program? I had several ideas, but, but nothing felt comfortable for the weekend edition. I try to give you some hope. Well, the thought occurred to me, I've shared with you the mission and ministry of the new church that we launched here in Southwest Virginia called Trinity Chapel. It's a small little congregation, small building, but we have a big footprint and outreach. Our service is available online as a video, and, and we do it, I think, for a small church pretty effectively. And radio is about to be added to it as well. So I thought I would share with you on today's program in just a little bit highlights of last weekend's church service at Trinity Chapel. And in the not-too-distant future, we hope to have the, the program live on shortwave with also a repeat in the evenings. And there's going to be some exciting news next week when we gather. I want to thank all of you that support this radio ministry. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. I think we'll take our break early, so to have time to introduce the service, what was going on, and share just a little bit of background news here at the radio program, Truth to Ponder. We are on the verge of a major expansion of this radio program on shortwave. We think we have it all tied together. Hopefully on Monday, I can. it'll all be there, and I can tell you more. Right now, let's take our break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The end feast coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, we conclude as we celebrate the mystery of Tabernacles, which is now, comes in the autumn. It's the end of the, the, the sacred Hebrew year. It's in the seventh month. And it's the last feast. It's the last thing. And it's no accident. It's the last feast. Because you get to the end of the Old Testament, near the end, the end of the book of Zechariah, last chapter, last thing. The last thing you read about is the Feast of Tabernacles, the very end of Zechariah, near the very end of the Old Testament. If you get to the end of the Bible itself, the New Testament, what do you get to? You get to the last book, Revelation, get to the very end of it, or 21. You're going to find near the end, it says, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. He shall dwell among them, and he will be among them. And the thing is, it's tabernacle. Tabernacle is all about the mystery of the end. It's the end of the end. 
You see, tabernacles is the final thing. It's the final word. It's God's final plan for his people. Then the, see, the point of everything is not seminars or money or big ministries or liturgy or anything. It's just God, that he's going to tabernacle with you, that he's going to be with you, and that's going to be the greatest joy you'll ever know. So put away all the other things and all the other thoughts and all the other concerns and get back to tabernacling with God today. You don't have to wait for heaven to enter heaven because heaven is God tabernacling with you. That's the point of heaven. Make it the point of your life. Your chief joy, your number one aim, because heaven is where God dwells with you. Make dwelling with him the point of your life because when that happens, it's heaven. And that's what Tabernacles is all about. Want more? Well, get your pen out. And here is a free gift from you from the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, the awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. Also, sapphires to give you the news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates, uh, devotions and teachings for, for your the end time believer. You're going to love it all free. How do you get this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. Jesus, Just you just dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to join with me in uh, reaching the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. And it's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Shortwave radio, blanket the earth. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A. A1. Or write me direct. Here's how. So write to the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Adoni, Adonim, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the God who dwells with you. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to a very special edition of Truth to Ponder for this weekend. Today, it's just been a very busy week and and trying to put together the program, I didn't know what to do. And the thought occurred to me, I keep talking about the new church here in Southwest Virginia where I'm pastor, Trinity Chapel. And you've heard a few messages from time to time, but but you've never had a feel for what a service is like at Trinity Chapel. Now, hopefully, if everything works out next week, we will be expanding our shortwave outreach. And if it doesn't happen next week, it'll happen in a matter of days. We're trying to get all the moving parts in place to have more frequencies, more airtime, and more coverage. We have believed in shortwave radio from day one here at Truth to Ponder. And we're going to stay here. We're not going to be here to market anything. All we want to do is give you news and information you can use from a Christian worldview perspective, give you some truth to ponder, but also give you encouragement from God's Word. It's kind of a, to me, it's the most important ministry I can be involved in on a large-scale basis. And I want to use shortwave so I'm not depending on tech tyrants that can censor your free speech. We've been blessed to be on shortwave. And, and I know, I know times are tough right now. My wife and I experience it every day. Things are more expensive than they were two years ago. No matter what certain politicians may try to lie and tell you, things are not good. I can see it in the support 
But even so, we're going to take a step of faith. And I I pray that many of you will consider supporting this ministry going forward. I'm just going to take a moment right now and invite you to visit our website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. You can support us from the website using Give, Send, Go. Or if you prefer, you can mail a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. That is Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. Well, along with doing this radio program, God opened the door for me to, well, plant another church. And it was something that a year or two ago, I had no no plans on doing it at all. But God opened the door, and my wife and I prayed about it and felt we needed to be obedient to do this. But it's not just a local church. It's a church we're going to be bringing literally on radio and online. It is online now. And more radio is going to begin very, very soon. I had a visitor this past Sunday, a friend of mine, who I invited to be our speaker for this Sunday. And I thought the message that he had was worthy of everybody hearing. So I want to take a little time for you to visit with us and welcome into the sanctuary of Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. Well, good morning. So glad to have you with us today. I think one of our families from a couple of doors down with the kids, they've been fighting some illnesses, and we heard about it this week. They had planned on doing some of the cooking, but when that hit, they couldn't. And so we kind of did, helped a little bit. So And I know there's another couple, I think, that's supposed to be here that's been camping. Let's see if they can actually get here or not. They planned on being here today. I I always mention this church more than any other I've ever been the pastor of in my life. This, you guys have got the Episcopalians beat in terms of getting it, you know, the 11, what I call the 1059s people. Um, Of course, they were mostly 1105 or 1115, you know back in the day. So I, I just welcome all of you today. For me, it's, it's quite a privilege. I don't have to preach today, and which meant I got to sleep all night not having to think about any of this for the first time in how many weeks, months? Because as, as our guest speaker today, Dr. Phil Fuller, probably can witness too, when you do this the night before, you think you're going to go to bed and get a good night's sleep, and you really don't because what God has laid on your heart keeps coming back to your mind. And so I've learned that the hard way. And I never, I'll, I'll give a little quick story. When I first felt called to ministry, I didn't feel called that I wanted to preach that much. That's a lot of work. And who wants to do a lot of work? Preparing. So I thought, well, you know, I'm in a church body that has a pretty predictable lectionary. So if I write basically 52 plus sermons, I got my entire lifetime. Just keep reusing them. Just pull them out of the file. And that worked for a while. Until one Sunday morning in a building about 
the size of this, a congregation about the size of this, maybe a few more people that Sunday. I had this sermon all sitting up in the pulpit, ready to go, and we had what's called the sermon hymn, the hymn before I get up to speak. And it was always my habit in prayer to pray, Lord, use me today and and this message that I have. And I heard this loud voice saying, throw away your message. Don't preach it. Don't read it. Don't use it. And I kept fighting that, and it was thankfully a long hymn. And as we got to the last verse, I I just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you on this. And I walked to that pulpit, and I looked at that all those beautifully double-spaced pages there. And I started, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. You know, the typical way we started. And then I just turned them over. And I said, there's a message for this congregation. That's the only words that I said that I fully remember. And I walked out from the pulpit, never to return to a pulpit again as long as I've been in ministry. That's over 20-some-odd years ago. And God has always been faithful to start the process in the middle of the week, sometimes earlier, to give me an idea of what's coming. And that helps me, you know, to pray, to read, double-check, look up some scripture, make sure that I'm remembering it correctly, because, you know, sometimes we, we think things are in the Bible like cleanliness is next to godliness, and they really can't find it there. And so I learned... You know, to trust in God, but also to keep what it made me do, which I had never done as much in ministry before that, is to spend more time in God's Word. And the more I got into God's Word, the more I became dependent upon His grace. Now, it's not my ability. Even what I'm doing right now, this is not me. Even when I do a radio program, it's not me. It's saying, Lord, I'm about to use this microphone. I'm about to be in front of a congregation. Use me. Now, sometimes I get in the way. But here today, I, I'm just so glad that Dr. Phil Fuller is here. And, and I'll just say this before we get started. If it wasn't for Dr. Fuller and his very able assistant, Reverend George Stevenson, who, by the way, is from Saltville originally, and uh, spent how many how many years did he spend as an evangelist? He spent fifteen years at least as an itinerant traveling traveling around all over right. as an evangelist and many years as a pastor. And he's eighty three years of age, and he and his wife Glorice came down here a number of times to talk with us, and we looked at the building. And we all prayed about this because, you know, I, I, I'm not a member of the Church of the Nazarene, which he's the district president thereof here in Virginia. And we just felt, especially back when, when I attended your pastor's conference up in Charlottesville, the Holy Spirit made it clear that we're going to do this church. We didn't know how. We didn't know why. We didn't know what the church would be like. We didn't know even how it was going to all come together. But a step of faith was made, and God has honored that step of faith every step of the way. And here we are today in this building, and we have a small congregation today. I know there are several that are missing, and I understand it. It happens. 
illness, sickness, travel, I understand it. But you want to know something that's even, even more wonderful to me? Those that are watching, God laid on, on my heart from the very beginning, be sure to do the video part. In other words, see, I've got a nice little cell phone here. I could have just put this on a little stand in the back and hope for the best. Facebook Live, until they decide they, you violated a copyright, even if you didn't. And then all of a sudden it goes dead. We stream. My wife mailed communion supplies to a family in Ohio that watches. We have them in California and other states. We, we have a congregation growing around the United States and Canada now. So, you know, I, I am just beside myself. But having Dr. Phil here today for me, I wanted him to see what this building that had laid dormant for so long has become because of the faithfulness of God's people. And so we're glad all of you today are here. Now, today's service is a little different than what we normally do. But I'm glad you're here. I want you to meet the man and the group that made it possible for us to be here talking to the congregation here and literally around the country. In a little while, by the way, I, I think if I remember correctly as we the music that we played in the last couple of minutes for the stream to come up, I believe that's the song you had suggested that meant a lot to you. So I want to make you feel at home. Wanted to make you feel at home. If you can, let's stand and worship and sing. Come, now is the time to worship.
Our first reading comes from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, beginning at verse 22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And it is good for people to submit at an early age to the yoke of his discipline. Let them sit alone in silence beneath the Lord's demands. Let them lie face down in the dust, for there may be hope at last. Let them turn the other cheek to those who strike them and accept the insults of their enemies. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or cause them sorrow. Together, let's read the first verses of Psalm 101. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praises. I will carefully attend to the blameless way when you will come to me. I will walk within my house in the integrity of my heart. I will set no worthlessness thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall leave me. I will know no evil. Whatever secretly slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. I will not endure one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, and that they may dwell with me. One who walks in a blameless way is one who will serve me. One who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. One who speaks lies shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land so as to eliminate the city of the Lord and all those who do injustice. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Our second reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing, for we will put on heavenly bodies, which will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh, but it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this, 
And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit so that we are confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him, for we must all stand before Christ and be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil that we have done in this earthly body. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today comes from Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed, and be aware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possess. And he spake this parable unto them. The ground of a certain rich man bought forth plentifully. And he taught within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns, and I'll build greater. And there I will bestow all my many fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. The reading of our gospel. It's my privilege and honor to welcome a guest today, Wendell Ficklin and his daughter. And you, and I, you go, how do you pronounce it? Nix. Nix, that's what I thought. Who's going to be singing for us today. Actually, ironically, one of my favorite hymns of all time. So allow me to get my stuff and get out of your way. There's your microphone.
you made my day. I, as I get ready to introduce our speaker for today, just a little, get this out of the way so you don't have to worry about it in case you need to use this. I'm going to be trying to run the slides in a minute, so pray for me <laughs> and, and our system. When we talked about this song not that many weeks ago, and I think, Wendell, was you, you, you suggested that, I think, didn't you? Yeah. If you ever knew when, you, once again, it's a God thing. August and September for my wife and I can be difficult times. It's the month we lost spouses. And we, this hymn, I can remember there were several that my late wife, who was a Baptist by birth, loved. One of them was, He Leadeth Me. And the other one was, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Both were sung at her funeral. And so they mean a lot to me because even in the toughest of times, he's faithful. We sometimes don't see it. We sometimes don't feel it. But he is. And so I'm thankful for the faithfulness that he has given to us. So it's now. If I can get all this working... I'm going to bring and present Dr. Phil Fuller. Come on up. I'm going to turn this over to you. And I'm going to sit over there, and hopefully I can catch your cues. For I, think, I think it's going to work out just fine. Don't we appreciate this man right here? I'm, I'm telling you what. Uh, the Scripture teaches us that we should honor those who are above us. And today... Pastor Bob is my pastor, right? I may have some title like district superintendent. What in the world does that mean? I don't know. We need a pastor in our lives, and here's a godly one, right, Lori? And I'm so grateful for this man, and our, we have a kindred spirit. We may be from, I would call them slightly different tribes, yeah. but we have one church and one mission, amen? amen. And so together... God is working with us. And so I'm so grateful, Pastor Bob, for this invitation. You know, I really like calling him Bishop Bob. I really do. That's my favorite title. I, maybe I always secretly wanted to be a bishop myself, but uh, I, I get... Telling, I told your people yesterday that, <laughs> uh, that I don't stand that much on titles anymore. That's I right. Mean, you know, that's it was right. funny. When I was younger, I couldn't wait to get one. Then when, then when I found out responsibility yeah, it, came yeah, with it. Yeah, it comes with keys, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for this invitation. Lori, it's so good to be with you. My wife, Cheryl, and I have really looked forward to it. And many of you I got a chance to meet briefly before the service. And um, I understand there might be a fellowship meal and like, woohoo, praise God for that, right? So I look forward to opportunities to visit with you. I met Cheryl, my wife, when I was a student at seminary. Uh, she attended Olathe College Church of the Nazarene because it was right next to Mid-America Nazarene University. And uh, she, was, she had been going there. She's a nurse. She was working in a local hospital. And a friend of, friend of ours introduced us. Um, I had an opportunity then to go several times to college church and worship with her and others, although I attended First Church of the Nazarene over on the other side of Kansas City most of the time. And when I got over there, I got introduced to a great leader, a great pastor. His name was Paul Cunningham. 
Paul Cunningham was a great preacher, a great orator, a wonderful man. He, he, he grew up in Chicago, but he had a way to turn a phrase and always seemed to have just the right words and the right story at the right time. And one of the phrases that I heard Paul Cunningham use was this one, don't miss heaven for the world. Just think about it. Don't miss heaven for the world. We're invited to God's heaven, but there's a lot of things in the world that if you would let could distract you and detour you and derail you from the heaven that God has intended for you. Well, we Nazarenes, we share in common an article of faith that describes what we believe about heaven. We believe that glorious and everlasting life is assured to all who savingly believe in and obediently follow Jesus Christ our Lord, and that the finally impenitent shall suffer eternally in hell. Well, there's a heaven to be gained, that means there's a hell to be shunned. And so we want to make sure that people enjoy all of heaven that God has for us. We're reminded in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Thanks be to God for this good news. And I'm reminded in John 14 that Jesus talks a lot about heaven. He was gathered there with his disciples and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And let's just stop right there and say, it's easy for our hearts to get a little troubled these days, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot going on. If it's not this, it's that. If it's not the other, it's this other thing. There's always something. But Jesus said to his disciples and to us, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, and if it were not toast, so, so would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me there so that you may also be, be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. The interesting thing about this scripture is that Thomas... Uh, he said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered very famously these words, you know them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. I don't know if this is a fair representation of what human life is, but can you just let this triangle for a moment represent what human life is? And let's say that your life starts way over here on this uh, left-hand side of this screen, reading towards the right. And I think you could probably pick up on what my image is meaning. You start out with an open life full of possibilities, and then life is a series of narrowing down possibilities until at some point there is a moment. You know, what are the two certain things in life? Death and taxes, well, we're not talking taxes today, but we're talking about the other one. And then there's this idea of this new life that God has in store for us. And this new life begins also at a point when you and I come to faith in Christ, and it expands into eternal possibilities. And notice this idea of these two somehow, some way overlap. 
Matter of fact, I think I have an even better picture of how this overlaps. You notice how those two overlap and you get that little diamond shape right there that is the life you began living, sort of the human life, and then there's this new spiritual life that you can live, lived out into eternity. And guess where we all are today? We're in the diamond. We're in the diamond somewhere, especially if we have come to faith in Jesus Christ. And living in this diamond is a remarkable opportunity that God has given to us so that we can be the people of God and learn to live a life that is both future and present all at one time. There's a preacher that's um, I kind of always really am captured by reading his, his quotes and his resources, Leonard Ravenhill. He was quite an evangelistic, almost kind of in-your-face kind of preacher from England. Uh, he's died now almost 30 years ago. Uh, but he, he asked this question, are the things you are living for, and I would add, in the diamond, <laughs> worth Christ dying for? Good question. Are the things you and I are living for worth Christ having died for? And so we have an opportunity to judge. Where are we in this life? Where are we in this journey? And it brings me all the way back around to the question that my friend Paul Cunningham would ask when he said, don't miss heaven for the world. Matter of fact, let's go back and pick up that scripture in 1 John chapter 2, where Jesus says, do not love the world. Well, the word says, do not love the world or anything in it. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For any, everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so I ask that question again. Make this statement again. Don't miss heaven for the world. And I can ask you, I'm asking myself, is there anything the, the Spirit of God might be whispering in your heart and in your mind and in your ear about things that might be in the way of the heaven God has for you, not only in the future, but the heaven he wants for you to live now? I think there's a couple of things that are important in this don't miss heaven for the world idea that we need to follow through on. The first one is really quite obvious, but it should not go without being said. It's important to believe in and worship Jesus. This is an important first step. We must believe in and worship Jesus. And we must come to the place where we have to know that we must be prepared to worship Jesus as Lord. Not only do we believe in and worship Jesus, but we know that heaven is both a now and later seems like there was a candy you could buy several years ago. Did anybody ever have one of those now and later? You remember those? Stay, they're still out there? I guess I haven't had one in a long time. But they're like a sucker, right? Caramel sucker kind of thing. They were little square candies. They just lasted forever, right? You couldn't... Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. We're going to have to write up a Wikipedia on now and later candy. Yeah. But that's, that reminds me of that. Heaven is now and later. You know, this is not all that strange of an idea. In the Lord's Prayer, we're taught to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Now and later. 
I mean, there's a, there's a life to be lived now, and there's a life in this diamond in which we're in that is the beginning of all the joy that heaven has. You mean I can live now with some of the benefit of heaven now? Yes, you can. And God is already at work in your life in this way. So don't miss heaven for the world is, is about living with a faith in Christ and a worship of God. And it's also in knowing that is now and later. And so for the now, here are some things I would suggest that everyone who wants to follow Jesus ought to do. First of all, we ought to get into a daily walk with God and his word. It's a powerful thing. Every day, what if we could get into his word a friend of mine went to Africa somewhere in a place where they had never had or many scriptures actually in their hands. And for the very first time in many of their lives, a whole box of books of Bibles was presented to them. And they were freely distributing them. And as they were given out, many of them clutched this Bible closely to themselves and began to dance with their Bibles because they were so thrilled at having this word of God to be able to read it and know it and share it. And we too, in the same way, need to fall in love with the word of God. Let me encourage you to find a way to get into his word daily. And then secondly, frequent worship. I love Sundays, but you don't have to just worship on Sundays. And you can worship on Sundays with others and in other times when other opportunities avail themselves, but frequently worshiping God and giving him thanks. The scriptures call us to the third thing, ceaseless prayer. And I believe we should always live a generous life of trusting others and giving into the lives of others. And then finally, being a faithful witness to what God is wanting us to do, what he's done for us. It's so very true. You and I have a story. God has touched us some way. He's done something for you. He's done something for me. And I've just got to tell you, I couldn't make this journey without Jesus. He's made the difference in my life. And I want to be a faithful witness to him. I love the gospel story that we read earlier because to me, this Luke gospel story that we read is a reminder of how sometimes some people get it wrong. Remember our main topic? Don't miss heaven for the world. And the story we read is this one. We're going to read it again. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I will say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. I want to tell you what a privilege it's been for Cheryl and me to be with you during this worship time. And I want to leave you with one last thought as I get ready to have a brief prayer for us. 
we can get all mixed up in all kinds of things. World's going to tempt us with lots of stuff. The world's going to have a lot of things that will come and get in the way. But I just want to say to you as lovingly and as joyfully and as heart-filled as I possibly can, don't miss heaven for the world. Father God, thank you so much for teaching us today from your word. Thank you for the privilege of being part of the great kingdom of God. Thank you for this ministry, for Trinity Chapel. Bless it and anoint it, we pray, that many, many, many people will come to faith and will find ways to grow in discipleship and become more and more like Christ for a world that is in such need. Even right here, just around Seven Mile Ford, there are people who are without hope and without a Savior. So Lord, help us to live this way so that we don't miss heaven for the world. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Well, Dr. Phil, I want to thank you for being with us today. And I hope that you are pleased with how we've cared for your building. <laughs> we still have some work to do downstairs. We'll show you. But we have plans. We, we still have things to do up here, too. Yesterday, just to, as we get ready to close, I went by to visit the Apple Festival over in the big city of Chill, Howie. And Wendell now knows the story. He was with us yesterday. And I reminded, there's a group called Soul Sandwich, and they were performing. Now, a year ago, after Lori and I moved here, not knowing that there was going to be a church again in my retired future, I'm watching this Christian blues band, harmonica and all. I mean, they, they, I'm going, I'm enjoying this. And, and I had spent so many years in a curmudgeon church body that worship their hymnals had to be this kind of a hymnal, had to be this kind of music, but God doesn't like it. You know, I mean, I put up with that for years. And, and I knew even 20 years ago that, you know, God is not limited to our book. <laughs> and he can raise up new singers and new writers. He's not stuck 100 years ago. It's not like, I'm done. No, he's never done with us. And as that group played a year ago, that's the first time we saw them when we went to the Apple Festival because my wife's daughter and son-in-law had an exhibit there. They do woodworking. And I'm looking at this band and I'm listening and I, I told my wife, if I ever start another church, knowing that I wouldn't, I'm going to bring that band in on the opening day and I'm going to show it to those old curmudgeons I hung around with on how to start a church. I'm tired of what you guys are complaining about. Well, God took me up on it, and here we are. So when most, of my, most people my age are retiring and, and trying to get somebody to take over for them, I'm starting all over again. And, this is, and honey, you know this is just the beginning here with this church. We're, I mean, we started in the summer to work the bugs out of it, to figure the things we needed to do. And I knew that during this time, God would bring in his people, his leaders. This is the time of the year. And now I'm looking forward to the things we can do come the month of, well, October. 
and November and December. There's a lot of opportunity. You know, candlelight services, all that stuff that people are looking for and maybe they don't have never. They, we started this church on the premises, many of you remember. The church for those people that, for whatever reason, have felt, well, alienated from their church. This is a place of healing, not a place of trying to impress people. This is a place where God is creating a family, not not cliques. And I'm going to keep it that way. I want to just close quickly in prayer, and then we're going to be closing with our, our final hymn. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity of using an old duffer like me to be in front of a congregation still to this day. I pray for all those that are here today in this church, those that are watching or listening, that they be touched today in a very special way. Reach to those that have needs and let them know that there is so much more to this life than life itself. And Father, I pray for all the needs physically, spiritually, financially, what any what anyone is going through, that those needs be met in Jesus' name. Because we know that we that are saved live in your amazing grace. And let us stand together and sing as we close our service today with Amazing Grace. Saved a wretch like me.
but now I'm found Was blind, but now I see And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always, now and forever. Amen. Depart in peace, serve the Lord in gladness, and meet you downstairs for food and fellowship. Well, I hope you enjoyed that service from Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. It gives you an idea of what I spend my part of my weekend doing. We plan on putting this service live and also with a rebroadcast on radio in the very, very near future, maybe within the week. We'll see. We're working on it right now. This radio program is a ministry that is supported by you. We do not sell merchandise. We do not have a paywall. We do not sell gold and silver or anything. We just, we're just here doing this job. I'm unpaid in this position. We do not get paid. I, I give my time, but we do have to pay for the airtime. And that's the only thing I come seeking from you is to stay on the air. And so I'm going to ask you today, would you prayerfully consider supporting the work of Truth to Ponder? By the way, if you want to find out about the church, just go to trinitychapelvirginia.com, trinitychapelvirginia.com. If you can support us, you can do that also online from the radio program website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. Join us on Monday. We'll have a lot of exciting news to share. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.